Hello and welcome to Farfetched Stories. My name is Ariam Verberg. I'm a fantasy author and I'm your host on here. Today we have episode 4 of The Raven's Toll, The Secrets of Kuras Laos. In episode 3, the raven met his new ward. In episode 4, the two of them have an altercation, one that reveals a secret and leads to an unexpected outcome. This episode was written by R.E.M. Verberg, edited by Louisa Mitchell, and narrated by Diana Moore. Alex Liu provided the music. If you want to know more about this project and find all my socials, please visit remverberg.com. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss another episode. For now, thank you for listening, enjoy, and have a great day. Raven's Toll, Episode 4 The Secrets of Kuras Laos. I still don't understand, Laos complained, draining his cup of wine. They had moved into a dining room filled with opulent chaise sofas and softly twinkling mag panels on the walls. Underfoot, a thick, emerald rug, subtly iridescent, was a nod to Sorn's latest fashions. Two soldiers, both Contellian, guarded the door. The commander sprawled on a chaise sofa opposite the raven, long legs stretched out behind him. On the low, inlaid marble table between them sat two plates of barely-touched food. Laos had taken off his surcoat for dinner. His light shirt emphasized his bony shoulders. Black hair, slightly too long for decorum, curled on his neck. The raven thought he looked like a petulant child. "'So tell me again, master.' What did you say your name was, T.A.? Loss said irritably. Why do I need a babysitter? The raven had shown him the paperwork already. General Icta sent me, he repeated, balancing his weight on his elbow. He'd always hated lying down to eat. In her eyes, your pivotal position requires a counselor. Those are her exact words. Requires. Sir, the raven inclined his head. I didn't get the order directly from Icta. I served Colonel Saris previously. Laos's eyes flashed. Ah, Saris. There it is. That social climber convinced Icta to send me his own man. And of course I can't do anything about it, or I look suspicious. His face contorted with anger. He smashed his empty cup on the table. A Contellian util appeared immediately, pouring him more wine. Take those plates! Laos yelled at the servant, snatching his new cup away, causing wine to spill on the table. And clean this up, you imbecile, he added. Leave, all of you. I need to talk to my advisor. As the util hastily cleaned up and left the room, followed by the soldiers, the raven closed his eyes. His plan had worked, but why on earth had he stayed in the first place? In that moment, he felt the full weight of the mountain descend on him. There was no one he could confide in. He was alone in the dark, buried here with this impossible task, and the skill itching at his fingertips, begging him to throttle his new ward. So tell me, Laos drawled. I didn't have you arrested. I even fed you. Now what will you do for me? The raven opened his eyes and stared at him. I help people change the course of history, he said slowly. 
And sometimes, when I'm having a really bad day, I lead them to their doom. The shock on Lass's face was almost worth it. The commander scrambled upright. How dare you speak to me like that? Do you know- Oh, I know more than you like, the raven said. Your sentries are solely focused on you till escaping. Anyone could get in, your quarters. I'd have no difficulty murdering you, and trust me, the thought has entered my mind. Stop it! Lass's hand shot to his side, producing a dagger. The raven laughed. He knew he was going too far, but he couldn't stop. The tingling in his hands became stronger. It begged him to take charge of Lass's energy, to take the cutting edge of that knife and bend it towards the commander's own throat. No need for weapons, he forced himself to say. I'm not out to kill you, even though you kind of deserve it. Lass's reaction came as a surprise. Do not mock me, he hissed. He dropped the dagger and leapt towards the raven. The raven held out his arm, deflecting the blow. He got up leisurely and grabbed Laos by the collar. Laos suddenly started shaking. Let me go, he whispered frantically. You're the one attacking me. The raven grabbed Laos tighter. An image of the sparrow flashed through his mind, followed by hot shame. Well, this one was on her. Why send him to serve this utter worm of a man? Come on, he yanked on Laos's collar. Fight me, then. In response, the commander grew limp. Without warning, his head fell back, and he started to convulse. Thin foam, tinged pink with wine, dripped from his mouth. All at once, the world crashed back into place around the raven. Here he was, choking a defenseless man, a man he was sworn to protect, no less. He knelt down and placed Lass on the cushions of the sofa. I'm... don't move. I'll call someone. The commander grabbed his arm. Don't. But Lass's eyes rolled back for a moment but he managed to focus on the raven. Just don't. His tone was so vehement that the raven conceded. All right, he muttered, but Lass had already closed his eyes again. It took a long time for the commander to stop shaking. Finally, he regained enough strength to sit up. His face was as white as his shirt. Here, the raven said, handing him a cloth to wipe his mouth on. Thank you. The two of them sat in awkward silence. Apologies, the raven said, finally. I went too far. Well, you didn't kill me. At least that's something. Laos barked out a laugh. He wiped his mouth again and studied the raven. When you came in, I thought you were an old man, but now you look... His eyes glided over the raven's worn, black leather clothes, his long, dark hair, and timeless eyes. Different. He finished. Maybe neither of us are what we seem, the raven said. Why didn't you want me to get help, sir? Kuras, Laos said. My name is Kuras Laos. He looked down. And you must think me the greatest coward in the world. The raven inclined his head. I've seen worse. Oh, really? Where? He stifled a smile. A sick man usually reaches for help when it is available, he said. One who doesn't is many things, but I wouldn't call him a coward. Laos stared at the mosaic surface of the table between them. I'm an oldest son, he said finally. The oldest son in a military family. I have to lead by example. No one can know of my... weakness. Do you know what ails you? Laos shook his head. I've had those seizures from the time I was a child. I don't know what causes them. 
no matter what the doctors do, they only seem to be getting worse. The raven cleared his throat. I'm sorry if I caused this one. No, no. Laos waved his words away. Although you did use some harsh words. None you didn't deserve. Laos sighed. You're right, he said, surprising the raven again. I, to tell you the truth, it was never my ambition to be a humander. I know I have many flaws, he smiled. Maybe you could help me fix them. The raven froze, caught out by sympathy. What is it? Laos asked. Sir, call me Kuras. Kuras. The name left a bitter taste in his mouth. I did come here to serve you. However, in light of your treatment of your servants, I have to consider my position. You mean the wine pourer? Kuras asked, surprised. Not them. Sorry. The commander looked up. I overheard your conversation when I sought you out earlier, the raven said. Well, what about it? Kuras raised an eyebrow. And eavesdropping is not very advisorly, if I may say so. The raven clenched his jaw. You ordered them to take off their shirt. An awkward silence descended, solid as the marble table between them. I did, Kuras said uncertainly. Well, you understand, then. I cannot in good conscience serve a master who stoops to assault. Kuras burst out laughing. Assault? It's not a laughing matter. My good man, Kuras said. I was just telling her to wear a more flattering dress. A dress I'd bought her, mind you. Honestly, I did it to make her happy. He shook his head. I thought she would thank me. The raven did not reply. So you'll stay on, then? Kuras looked up, his eyes still sparkling with amusement. Humans, the raven thought, exasperated. Why was nothing ever straightforward with them? Why was evil never just evil, but nearly always mixed with good intentions, no matter how misguided? He shivered involuntarily. The memory of the burning hill, the one the sparrow had dragged him back to, was still near. He knew all too well what good intentions could lead to. Fine, he said, and sighed deeply. I'll stay on, for now. It was almost midnight before he could leave for his own room. He pushed open the heavy door and entered the quiet, dark hallway. I'm going to kill him, the voice came from his left. I mean it this time. Hello? He stumbled into the wall, purposefully loud. Just like he'd expected, no answer came. Instead, two figures hurried away, bare feet patting the marble floor. The raven closed his eyes in the dark. He wished he hadn't seen them, and if he'd been human, he might not have. But his vanta senses were more refined, and he couldn't deny the person who'd spoken those words. Sorry. And he could feel in his bones. They meant what they'd said. <laughs>